things. Derek Yarbrough, what's going on, man? What's up? How's uh, how's Texas this time of year? You're into May now. Tex- this is one of the best months in, in May. It hasn't gotten hot yet. It's uh, It's been a really what? mild, like 70, 80 degrees all May. It's been really nice. When does it get terrible in in uh, in Austin? Um, end of May, early June, it'll start to get What's hot. What's so like over ninety degrees then? Yeah, every day. It seems like ninety degrees is kind of that threshold of like it, it's like that uh, that that slight threshold of hell. That's like when you trip and you fall into hell. It's <laughs> it's it's worse whenever it's like pretty good weather and then really hot just a few days. Because then you're not yeah. used to it, but whenever it's like June, July here in the summer, you kind of get desensitized to to it, and then it doesn't bother you as much. Yeah. the uh, The road racing stuff slows down a bunch in the summertime there too, right? Like y- your your hot season is, for road racing is in the fall and winter and spring, right? Yep. Yep. Yeah. There's n- not much going on in the summer here. Yeah. I mean, people try so to do pr- try to do stuff. <laughs> But we could probably rent a cheap track day back, uh, like in July, huh? Yeah, yep, you definitely could. I know Chin <laughs> Chin usually comes to Houston in July, and uh, yeah, it's pretty hot. SCCA Just is racing hot, at huh? racing at Coda like midsummer, like a regional, I think, this year. Really, I didn't know they did one of those. But. Yeah, it's the first first year. I don't know anything about it. I just saw it somewhere on a calendar or something. I, I, yeah, they've only done a couple of majors in the past, I believe. But um, yeah, they've been doing the Super Tour. I think three years in a row. They did like yeah, one when so. it first started, and then skipped a little while, and then it came back. Yeah, the uh, uh, I think the event was a bit of a a bit of a try, uh, like a learning experience the first year. But uh, people have liked the last couple of Super Tours there, so. Yeah, it's, I, it's I still would like to do an event there. I would like to, I would love to be at Coda sometime, but uh, yeah, um, I don't know. <laughs> I would love for you to be at Coda too. I would love to race. At I, know, Coda I know you with want all my. I know you want us to bring GLTC there. <laughs> so. Yes, I do. It would be really yeah. nice to be able to race GLTC and not have to tow thirteen hours yeah. minimum, twenty hours yeah. average. So so let's jump into uh into early April. We haven't we've mentioned it a little bit on the show uh, a while back. Um but so Mid Ohio weekend was very very busy. We didn't get a chance to record anything. We recorded a bunch of live stream stuff obviously. So there's a bunch of that stuff floating around but it's not Slip Ankle podcast. So um and I don't think I've talked to you on the mic since then. I've only talked to Abe and then uh, Abe and I did a couple shows. Austin, Austin and Mike did some shows, uh, but we haven't had you on the mic. So how uh, how was your trip out to Mid Ohio? The trip out was good, right? Yeah, the trip out was was awesome. And promo Ravioli flew like he had some spirit credits or something, and he's kind of a wild guy anyway. And he was just like, it, yeah, no wife, this, no kids. Yeah, he's got <laughs> nothing going on, um, just broken cars and happiness. So he. So he was like, broken cars, rental cars. <laughs> yeah. One night he was just like, "Hey, I'll just fly down on my spirit credits and ride with you to Mid Ohio." And I was like, "Why would That's you so do rare. that?" Um, and he just said, "I don't know. I got nothing else to do." So he did. So he. <laughs> <laughs> That's so wild. You literally picked him up and then you just kept driving. 
Yeah, so he flew to Dallas because it's more expensive to fly into Austin because we don't have big airport right. here. So he flew into yeah. Dallas, and which is I just drive through on the way. So I just stopped and picked him up, um, picked him up in Dallas, and then we stopped at Whataburger. But I didn't know that he was vegetarian, so all he got was a cinnamon roll. <laughs> like I didn't know he was vegetarian either. <laughs> He's just like cinnamon roll and French fries. That's what he got. I'm just yeah. like, oh my Sounds gosh, delicious. here we go. So, so how how long is that drive? That was like 20 hours, right? Well, like if you Google map it from my apartment, it's 19 and a half hours. But it took us, like my truck. Like 1,300 miles? Yeah, about that. Like 1,280 or something, something like that. Yeah. And it took us about 24 hours. Yeah. Uh, mo- most Sounds of the about right. most of the holdup was, uh, like we stopped, we restrapped the car once, like moved it on the trailer, and uh, the a lot of lot of like uh, road construction and stuff going through Kentucky uh, held oh, us yeah. up. Yeah. I had to do yeah. a big detour around through the like backwoods of Kentucky to get around a bunch of traffic. So that was your uh, that was your first time at Mid Ohio. What did you think of Mid Ohio? Uh, Mid Ohio was super fun and exactly like it is in iRacing, which was nice. <laughs> That's what I heard. Uh, I think I heard DJ Allison Drini say that also. Like it's just like iRacing, and I'm like, man, every time I I race at a track that I've been to, I'm like, this is nothing like the track. <laughs> I I don't know. Uh, I'm glad to hear that it works for some people. But yeah, I'm pretty confident. I'm pretty confident that you got to do it in iRacing first. I don't think it works the other way around. Yeah, it d- doesn't seem to work the other way around for me. Like, I don't know. I, I I need to try that out. Like, oh, actually, you know what? I did. I tried it out. Uh, I did uh, the Daytona course, and then I drove Daytona afterwards. And you know what? Now that I think about it, I did feel like I kind of knew where I was going, and I had really never watched any in-car video. So maybe it worked a little bit. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe more than you think. I'm I'm not good at date. I'm I mean I'm not good at iRacing. Um I was pretty mid pack in our uh in our basically in our in our fastest lap times, but I can't think of like any clear laps I had. Um I know there was like three or four seconds left in my lap times, like if I had a flyer, but like I never felt good with the car and I I don't think I ever had a super clear lap through the infield, but uh yeah, I did kind of feel at home, and I had ran that course before, so maybe there is something to it. I don't know. So, but you, but you like Mid Ohio though, huh? Yeah, it was awesome. It was so fun. Um, really technical track. It really is a good time, especially in a car like yours, MX Five. Yeah, um, it took me it took me a little while to build up, but I always do. You know, like I knew the line really well from my racing, but the fast corners right. take a little while to build up to, like turn one. And then uh, that fast left-hander against the wall in the back before the end of the track. Yeah, turn eleven, I believe. Yep. Yeah, um, that one. Yeah. And and there's a bump there uh, that's not in iRacing. So like the very yeah. last corner, that car- right. is that a carousel? They call that corner. Yep. Yeah. yeah, the dip in the carousel there. So there's a dip at the very end of it, and you know right. I, I you know, destroyed my car in that dip all day Saturday. And then Trevor, uh, what's Trevor's last name again? Trevor Desjuanet. I can't even say that. But MCS Trevor, that's what I'll call him. He uh, yep. he yep. was like, bro, you're you're getting air in that dip on your car. Like, you need to either oh, go geez. more left or more right. I'm just like, okay. So I talked yeah, to him. Yeah, th- 
the logical line through there doesn't seem to work very well for a lot of cars because because of that very reason. Yeah. Yeah, I talked to Koodle and I was like, "What are you doing?" He was like, "I'm basically in the grass on the you know on the curb," and so I tried that uh, the next day and that definitely worked the best. Yeah. Did uh, what was your fastest lap time through there? I got down to a one. I don't even remember. I were you forty or thirty nine? What did you get? I think I got down to a forty. I can look on YouTube yeah. real quick and see. But yeah, I was just kind of that's, that's pretty fast, man. <laughs> I was kind of just chipping it down every every day. I never. I had more gas in the car than I needed to, and then I just kept getting faster towards the end of the race. And then as my tires got worn through the weekend, I kept getting faster. So my driving was just getting better, and the car was getting worse at the same time. You know. So what is your what is your car weight race weight with you in it? About twenty five hundred. I haven't weighed okay. it since since I, uh, you know, did exhaust and light flywheel, and then I might weigh a little different than last year, but it's around twenty five hundred. I think the fastest I've ever gone there, and I've I've been there a dozen days, um, in like basically an STL car, uh, yeah, and like a mid a mid prep STL car, I think the fastest I've ever gone is a forty point seven or something like that. Um, yeah, so I did, so I did okay I'm, then. Yeah, you probably had better tires than me, but like I got more time than you there, uh, and you're yeah, that's not bad, man. I mean, that's pretty good. Um. The the thirty sevens and the thirty eights like that's hard to find like that, and your car really for GLTC your car was, it was uh, it was outgunned power wise so uh, I just you weren't quite at the full prep but I just looked um, I just looked on my uh deal my video it's like one forty one one six was my best that's lap. not terrible yeah that's chased, not terrible I was chasing Trevor I was right behind Trevor in the little Integra yeah, yeah so my yeah, car. Yeah, it, as it said, and your car, your car really is like kind of an ITS prep level car. So you and him should have been pretty close. So. Yeah, we were. Uh, he, you know, yeah. I couldn't get around him more. He still had. I mean, even then, he still has a lot more power than me. But it's uh, what was I gonna say? Oh yeah. So I did the like the math and the uh, with our rules, and at my current weight and current power, I'm like 500 pounds heavy. <laughs> yeah, that's about what I thought. Yeah. So, so so how are you gonna fix this? What are you gonna do? I am well, I'm in the middle of fixing my trailer, and that's another story from on the way home from mid Ohio. But Yeah, we gotta talk about that in a minute. Yeah, so the trailer is almost fixed, waiting on some overnight parts from Amazon. Uh from Japan. Overnight parts from Japan. From Japan J- Japan And then Yeah, over overnight par- parts from Japan is on. <laughs> Dinotronics has an opening next week okay. and i'm gonna drop the car off for a 2.5 swap cams and an intake <laughs> <laughs> so you were you're going you like you were like ah, i'll probably just run this year you know like a stock motor and now you're jumping like balls deep into the lava <laughs> well i had a on the so on the way home from mid ohio after getting rolled on every start by like five car lengths i called the motor right. guy you know on the way as you do on the way home from the track yeah. Um, you yeah. call the motor guy and you know, he was, I was talking to him and he was like, well, you know, we'll do the swap for this much. Your motor in your car only has 10,000 miles on it. And that's a late model sought after, you know, MZR, your motor's worth 1500 easy all day. And I'm like doing, really? you know, yeah. So I'm doing the, the, you know, the mind in my head's like, well, if he'll do the swap for this much and the motor's worth this much, I'm really, 
I'm, I'm not. I mean, I'm not. By the time I put cams in the, my my motor I have now, I'm not really losing that much money. You know. No. No. So, so the 2.5 swap, uh, what's that out of? That's out of like the, some Ford stuff, or what's that out uh, of? Mazda threes and Ford Fusions. Okay, yeah, I thought it was some some random Ford Ford Fusion. Huh? Yeah, and, and um, they made a million of those things and a million Mazda threes. No. So, does that have the same mounts and stuff for rear wheel drive? Just got bosses on the engine block for it and stuff. I have no idea. I know it bolts right in. That's all I know. Like they have to okay. remove the. That's gotta have the, it then. They have to remove the balancer. Um, okay. And then they he does some modifications there, but apart from that, it bolts right in. Uh, That's wild. Yeah, headers bolt up and everything like that. Is that is that the Duratec V6 or is that an MZR? What's it called? What? The what the two point five is it two point five? Is that called a Duratec motor or something like that? Uh, they're all the same thing. It's called the MZR technically. Okay. Um, but I don't know what they call it in the Ford, but it's all the same motor. Yeah, I've read a little bit about that. There's been a couple of uh, threads on Road Race Autocross about that stuff, but that's a it's like an engine swap that I, you know, I only vaguely know about. But uh, yeah, more more power and more torque would be fun. So. It's like the same thing as like the 2.3s that were in the Rangers and the 2.3s in the Mazda three speeds that were you know they're all the same architecture. It's like the difference between a B16 and a B18. They're all just like yeah. slight differences, and all the heads work on each other, and you can different put different pistons in different ones, and all that. Yeah, so you'll be so, running a full two point five long block engine or bottom end head everything, right? Yeah, everything okay. in two point five. It'll be a takeout motor. Um, he he does okay. new motors. They're like a thousand more, but he said he you know he usually gets like twenty thirty thousand mile motors. He says he's had no problems with them, so I'm just gonna do the cheaper yeah. takeout motor. And uh, the thing is, they come with, like, a condo car cam, so they don't really rev out unless you put cams right. in them. Um, so with the cams and the the fancy intake, like aluminum intake, I should be real right. close to the to the rules for uh, That's Midwest. Right. So for 2,500 horsepower, if I do the math, uh, or 2,500 pounds, I mean, what uh, what kind of horsepower are you going for there? I'm, Let's see. I'm going, I think... With arrow 190, somewhere around there, yep. somewhere around 190 with arrow, which I won't have arrow for Midwest, uh, but I will later in the year. Yeah, it looks like 2,500. If you multiply it by 0.08, which is kind of our calculator, uh, roughly 200 horsepower, and yeah, then you see, drop uh, a little bit because of uh, arrow and rear wheel drive. So. Yeah, and I'm, I'm going to do an air dam like the winning formula guys with the rear wing. Mm -hmm. You doing a big rear wing, or are you planning? Johnny wing. Johnny got me a big price. Big old I, Johnny wing. I I uh, messaged him on the way back from Mid Ohio too, so I was like, on the way back from Mid Ohio, <laughs> I had a you know twenty four hour drive by myself, so a lot yeah. of a lot of soul searching on the car build. I think you actually had more like a thirty six hour drive by yourself. Just a lot of it was not driving. But. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I had some yeah. problems. Um, so how far did you get? Uh, well, so we did the weekend. The weekend was successful. It was literally like the best, most flawless, like, grid life weekend we've ever had. Trackside, dude. I'm so proud uh, of. Well, I I'm, I can't believe it. Like, GLTC was perfect. Like, literally flawless. It was almost flawless. Um, time attack, like nobody had to be towed. It was ridiculous how clean this event was. But yeah, it worked uh, great. And it was, 
and it was really good too. Like like everybody broke all the records. There was a live stream. We filmed the whole thing, and it was great. Like it couldn't have been more scriptedly perfect, you know? Um, yeah, it was in, insanely good. Um, I mean, like GLTC was like the new kid on the block, so that was a lot of hype around that. But I mean, Houghton broke the record. Mm-hmm. I mean, was that an overall time attack record there that he broke? Yeah, that's the uh, the overall time attack record. Um, I think every class of ours was broken. Uh, every every main class, a couple of subclasses weren't broken, like street all wheel drive uh, stuff like that. Like a couple of the subclasses weren't broken, but every main yeah. class street street GT was brand new. Uh, street mod, track mod, unlimited. They were all reset. Uh, we had really good conditions. Um, Oh, I will say, I will say something. So, uh, the first session of the weekend, right? So we go out Saturday for practice and it wasn't even early. I think our, our first GLTC practice was like 10 or 11, which I love. Yeah. It was like 11 o'clock. I'm not an early person. I love the schedule that we did. I want to continue that. No early sessions for the racers. Um, go out for mid Ohio and I'm on some scrubs that had a little flat spot from spinning at Coda. Um, okay the year before and they sat around all all you know all year and then ran them again and so i was on old tires they didn't have a lot of heat cycles on them but they were flat spotted i went out in the first session of the weekend and i I thought the car was broke i thought that my rear sway bar was seized because that's how loose and and slick the the track was that first session of the weekend it was insane it sounds like 50 degree mid-ohio problems (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it was was it even that cold i mean it was yeah it was, it was probably 55 so, maybe it was so slick i mean it took four laps for the tires to get anything and even then they weren't that good yeah i, I was spin, you know spinning the wheels just in a straight line just giving it gas and let's break traction like this yeah, car's that, got 150 that, that track horsepower. is uh that track is a spooky spooky place uh when it's even any like when it's when it's humid and kind of damp out and like slightly chilly that track does weird shit it's a strange place they put way too many years of sealer on top of that thing dude it was it was so slick but then the second session like it was fine you know felt great yeah yeah when it gets up to like 65 70 like the track is all of a sudden it's real otherwise it's ice i think it was pretty i think there just wasn't much rubber on it either yeah it, it probably helped to get just some cars circulating on that track but um yeah, I mean, we were kind of the, I think we were basically the first real event. There was, I think, a private test in tune the night before on Friday. So we were the first real event of the year. We got but so lucky with weather. I mean, everyone was saying, oh, it's going to snow and all this stuff. And, I mean, it was just It like couldn't have been any better. Perfect. Couldn't have been any, we, like I mean, Texas weather. you couldn't order better weather. Like, if oh. you had a choice of, like, your weather, like, that's the weather you always choose. <laughs> it was kind <laughs> so. of ironic, though, like... We did get a little sprinkling at the very end, but it was like right after the last GLTC race. Like Eric yeah. and them were doing their podium, and <laughs> yeah, and it starts yeah. to sprinkle. HPDE and like, beginner got a little bit wet for like two minutes. That was it. Yeah, but like um, it'll always rain in HPDE one, and it'll always rain in comp school. <laughs> yeah, it was it was a really good weekend as far as weather and uh, and I mean, overall track conditions were very good. Uh, yeah, I want to talk about the racing itself for a second. Uh, yeah, yeah. In GLTC. So <clears throat> number one was so proud of all the drivers. Like we had about 21 cars, I think. And then, you know, towards the we end had, of the weekend. I, I think I, the first race had 20, 
four, and that included staff. And a couple of staff only raced a couple of races. But Yeah, and we had some cars uh, break, and we had some people leave early. You know, I think the last race might have had 16 in it or something. But anyway, no, you know, that's still – 19, I think, yeah. 19? Okay. So that, that I mean, that's – 19. I can't that's, remember. That's still, you know, that's a good size one class race. And yeah, yeah. we had no stragglers on the start. Everyone grouped up tight. Everyone took off like they were supposed to. No contact on the start. Out of all five races we ran that weekend, we did yeah. not have one yellow for a car contact or a car into a wall. We had like one local yellow for like a car that broke and then got pulled like immediately or went off yeah. in the pits itself, you know. Um, but that was it was five races of all green flag racing, you know. It was I, nuts, dude. It was freaking crazy. When I did comp school, we did three races and I didn't get through one race of of mixed class racing you know at coda i didn't get through one race without a yellow a full course yellow yeah and then the third race was a red flag because the corvette caught on fire yeah that'll happen i think <laughs> i think it just it runs so much well to have one class where all cars are the same speed or at least pretty dang close to the same speed the, there was something to that um I, I wonder i mean both mornings in the drivers meetings for G, we had separate drivers meetings for gltc obviously we have the main meeting where you talk about flags and you talk about door of the explorer silly goose stickers on your helmets and stuff like that mm -hmm. um, but like we had a separate meeting for gltc and basically i I was I was sort of begging everybody like, hey, let's not f around at all. Like, let's be perfect. Like, we need perfection. Um, we need to show. Uh, we need to start this series off well. We need to show the people watching in the live stream. I mean, there's like thousands of people watching in the live stream. Um, we need to show them perfection. We need we need to show them that this series is real. Uh, and and I think this is kind of going to be the way that I do all the drivers meetings because uh, it. Because it's real. I mean, we need a, a lot of race series like SCCA and NASA. Like, there's not a lot of, like, this is what I expect of you talk. Um, but, like, I mean, nobody wants to do body work. Everybody wants to go out and have fun. And crashing your car sucks. That's not fun. Um, and, like, you guys did, like, the most perfect job of having a good time. And everybody put the car in the trailer. And everybody had a good time. Like, there was no, like... Man, he did this, and that was my spot, and we, you know, like, I had the right to that corner, and now I got to buy a new car. Like, there was none of that crap. Like, that's, I don't know, maybe maybe eventually, long term, we can start to weed that out of club racing. It just seems like it's such a prevalent part of club racing is, like, every fourth race, you got to buy a fender, and you got to buy a door, and, like, it, it, that's the part that sucks. Yeah. But, uh, I think your motivational, like, instruction at the beginning of the driver's meeting helps. I think we're also, by having only one class um, where all the cars helps. are yeah. in the same speed, it makes a huge difference. You know, you're not expecting this. And, someone and to you know you're racing against that person, too, you know? Yeah. yeah. If you see a person, you're racing against them. And the races are, I think, 17, 18 minutes long is what we did, right? Yeah, and basically 10 laps at Mid-Ohio. Which, which really works out to about, like, what the races were in comp school, you know, because they say 25 minutes on the schedule, but, you know, they don't yeah, do flag, they don't like, do flag that's, to flag. That's roll in to roll out, hopefully. Roll yeah. in to roll out, which ends up being about the same same deal. Um, right. So way more racing yeah, I, I, per I th dollar. What did you think of the, the race length? I mean, I think 10 laps, uh, 9 to 10 laps at Mid-Ohio seems like, 
I mean, if you're in a pack at all, like that's a that's a pretty white knuckle amount of time. Like that's a good amount of time. I thought uh, it was like perfect. Twenty laps is hard. Ten laps is fun. Yeah, so. I thought it was perfect. I thought it. I mean, I would have really liked the length if I was battling a little bit more. Um, I was kind of bored at the end of a couple of races, but the other couple I was chasing people. So it just depends on yeah. where I was in the race. But for for the most part, like yeah. the cars weren't burnt down. You know, the pads felt good coming off. Uh, I definitely think it yeah. wears on the cars less. More heat cycles on the tires, but I think everything else is much better on the car running. Yeah, running there's short. always a drawback. There's a drawback to both of them. Yeah. But at the same but. time, like I said, it's really not that much shorter than the other races. It's just, you know, telling no, you're you exactly only, what it is. Yeah, you're like five, six minutes shorter, maybe. Maybe. Not a lot, but... Yeah, uh, I think it, like I think it's perfect. I think the most frustrating thing for me was I th- I was, you know, for most of the race uh I was kind of stuck where everyone I was battling with was had more power than me. Because okay. so you know, I yeah, felt so like you're I was using you're trying to use the aspects of your car that don't involve power. Yeah, and, and I felt like I was driving the car pretty good. I mean, it definitely had another second in it, I think, but I was going pretty good maybe yep. better in the corners and the brakes than the people I was kind of packed with, but running the same lap time. So basically I can't make a pass, you know, unless yeah. you're, you're Tomo and you just madman it. But you know, I that, just, uh, that does result in some learning too. Like, uh, that's, that's kind of, I mean, that's a lot of mixed Mark racing, like a different kind of BMWs versus MX fives versus yeah. Corvettes versus whatever. Like they do things very differently. Like for example, um, that yeah. yellow uh, S two thousand on street tires. You remember it was yeah. at the back balance of the Miata. Well, yeah, he, it was a stock T three class SCCA car. Yeah, he uh, he was in front of me one of the races on the start, and he was way slower than me. But his car was so fast in a straight line, it took me. F- I I couldn't pass him. I could not. Yeah. Close by the time I closed the gap, I you know in a sh- I couldn't get to his door so what i had to do and like you know i was running 142s 143s for most of the weekend and the very last races i got down to 141s but for the most part in this when i was behind him we were doing 147s so i was easy like three or four seconds faster all in the corners but i couldn't get around them so what i what i did was going into china beach in that tight section i just put my front tires on his rear quarter all the way around through there like through the whole s's there huh? everything yeah just right there in his mirror and then eventually he made a mistake and that was the only way that i could i could get by um so th- yeah. that was that was like frustrating to race that way like it was learning but it'll be a lot more fun when my car has the power of the other cars <laughs> i'm racing against it, the, you know but, but there's part of that conquest of like getting around that car that does things differently than you uh that like that's a big part of racing too like well there's just a, working I mean, your way into that yeah getting in his door you know getting in his head uh you're not good at you're not good at the straight line stuff but you know you got the other stuff and like you gotta just you, you if you're always there like that that's a conquest that's a win in itself right that's there. a that's a really fun conquest when you're like racing against the e36 that has a little bit yeah. more power than you but not when you're like 500 pounds heavy it's just frustrating, yeah. you know, just watching him go. Yeah. There he goes, you know. 
You did set yourself up for a little bit of frustration with with your car choice for the first weekend. But more more than more than I thought I would. You know, not that like I had an option about it, um, but right. an option to not have a faster car. But we'll have a faster car for Mid Ohio. I I mean for Gingerman. I hope my transmission yep. uh, holds up. We'll see. I hope it holds up for the whole season. Yeah, what's the so yeah that transmission? We've seen Danny Stain in STL trim have problems with that transmission. What does that? Uh, what's the transmission hold? Like how much power can it take? I have no idea. I know it's the weaker of the two. These cars come with five speeds or six speeds. My car from the factory yeah. came with the five speed. I like the ratios better, and it's a bit lighter, but it's not as strong as the six speed. Um, okay. I don't want to swap in the six speed. Because by the time I do that and get all the parts, it would be the same price as building my five-speed or a five-speed, and I like the ratios better. Um, right. I just don't have the money. I can probably you know make the money appear somehow if the transmission breaks, but I want to try to get through the season. you know. So we'll see if it holds. Yeah. I'm going to be real well, easy not, on it. Yeah, if you're not slamming shifts and banging gears, it'll probably be okay. But Yeah, it's about to get a, a, a lot more power. I think... I should be able to get to that 190 around wheel with this new motor setup, you know, and you also have a nice fat torque band then too. Yeah, it'll be like 190 wheel, 185 torque probably. That's pretty solid. Yeah. Yeah. So it'll be it'll be much much better. But man, those boys at the front had some good racing, huh? Eric and Rob. It was and so, it was so crazy. It was freaking crazy. <laughs> man, I want to want to be up there. I hope. Hope I can drive good enough when I get my motor to be up there with those guys. At least like fifth. I, or fifth, you I know? don't even know if I want to be up there because I don't think oh, I can I hang. It, that's how that's how good it was, man. It was so good. Man, uh, even even to uh, be back there so I could just watch them, you know, like back there and yeah, forth. Yeah, I would. I would, would have loved to been P four in that race just to yeah. watch. Yeah. Yeah, they put on a show, man. That was awesome. Oh, I did win a bet with you. I don't know what we bet on, but I bet that. Our our boy DJ the iRacer, racer would be what within two seconds of Eric uh, during qualifying. Yeah, I don't remember what it was, but I know it was he was within two seconds. So I win whatever yeah, it was. That DJ I don't went pretty we fast. Yeah, <laughs> I'll have to, I'll have to uh, I'll have to listen back, even though I won't. But maybe somebody will. <laughs> but I don't know if we did it on the podcast. Was, yeah, I don't. I think we did the, that uh, in the chats. Yeah, we might have. I don't remember. I do remember having that bet with you, but I don't remember what it was. But yeah, it was pretty yeah, DJ cool. DJ went really fast. D, uh, DJ in the in the free car, the car yeah, we got for yeah. free. Yeah. He got that free car um, from the forum post. Who wants a free race yeah, car? Yeah, from uh, yeah Peter Lear, I think uh, was his yeah. name. Um, he uh, he had this old, I mean, old to him, but like it's a ten year old Honda Civic race car, full cage. Used to be a showroom stock car, I believe. Yep. Um, and uh, was basically like, hey, does anybody want this? I want to give this to a young racer who's going to actually do stuff with it, not just sell it for cheap and have it be gone. And uh, and he took uh, kind of applications of sorts from people. And, yeah, he gave it to, D- gave it to DJ. Uh, and now DJ is racing Touring Cup. He went to a SEC comp school at some point, I believe, at some point Maine. Um, and he was just out at Summit Point uh, with us last weekend. He was instructing. Had a really good time. Um, yeah, and I, uh, his uh, daily driver is one of those cars too. Yeah, he's got the same car as a daily. Um, 
But uh, I was uh, I was like so I was so excited. I I peered into like the classroom or wherever he was meeting with his uh, with his students, um, and him and a couple of their, a couple of other uh, instructors were basically like pouring over data, pouring over uh, video, and uh, DJ seemed to be having the most fun instructing, and I I just loved it. I I think that dude is uh, I think he's found his home. Yeah, he's um, rad for sure. You know, yeah, it re- really so. goes to, you know, he kills it in our iRacing stuff. I mean, he, he just destroys Obviously, us. Obviously, yeah. And really, really good iRacer. He, I think he, he's done, like, he had done, like, two track days before that in in a uh, Indy Miata. Like, not much track experience at all. Does comp no, not school. Much at all. Then comes yeah. out to Grid Life Cup in a car that, you know, probably could use some aero and maybe about 100 pounds overweight, something like that. And he's you know two seconds off Eric and them, so yeah, that that's uh, that's really fast. <laughs> that's pretty uh, super pretty fast. damn impressive, you know. I think I think he only had one new Hoosier too. I think the rest of the Hoosiers were old. But well, yeah, he had very, uh, very fast. Yeah, I think so. And then he uh, ripped one of them or got a hole in one of his tires mid weekend and had to put two older tires. Uh, oh yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, so I think that's why he was a little more off pace later in the week. But when he was when he was on his his better tires, he was he was there. But that car needs hard a, to believe. Yeah, that second car needs, weekend in a car too. Yeah, I I think that car really needs a diff. I think it had factory diff, which uh, yeah, you know, yeah. front wheel drive you need a good diff uh, any car, but especially those cars. And I think he's going to yeah. have OS Geiken for the next for Gingerman. I think the factory diff is basically like a quaif. It's a gear type quaif style. Um, yeah, which really better is, than nothing. Which really but. is great at Mid Ohio with all those curbs at apexes and hills and yeah, <laughs> yeah. My 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 uh, my my old CRX had uh, when it was a single cam it had a clutch type and it was so good. And then yeah. when I went to the, the, the dual cam, I went to a B18. Uh, I had a factory Integra Type R JDM trans in there, the 4.7 final and the uh-huh. shorter fifth gear. and But it had the OEM style diff, and it's basically it's basically quaif. It's a, it's a gear type. So if one wheel gets in the air, you have an open diff. Uh, yeah, you which have to have it, some traction. It's fine if the track yeah. is smooth and flat. But if yeah. you have one where it's always off camber and... You know, it, you know the yep. front wheels get light. You know, even if they get yeah, real you got to drive differently. You got to you got to purposefully do some things in order to make the car work well. But yeah, um, yeah, I'm 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 really looking forward. I'm sitting next to my I'm in my studio. My wife's 03 Honda. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm looking. I'm about five feet away from the hatchback, and I'm looking at my uh, uh, my car, longing for the day that I get to use the good clutch type diff again. But. Uh, uh, hopefully that day is in a few weeks. But yes, yeah, so is that thing going to be ready? Tell us. I know you just got the new shiny piece you've been waiting on for a long time. Yeah, uh, the day like the day I arrived at Mid Ohio, like five minutes later, my wife sends me a picture of a of a box that arrives, and it's the last major part that I needed for the car. Um, and uh, and our uh, uh, one of our listeners, uh, Matt M, out in uh, out in New Jersey, New York area, he he made me a different uh, crank pulley hub, um, 
and so I, I got all the parts and the hub is basically it's a I'm using a B series uh, shell for ATI super damper and I'm, he made me a D series hub for that thing so if you need any race car parts shoot him a message over at beaverbuilds at gmail.com he's a good dude I uh, got a lot of skills. He built. He preps a lot of like SCCA race cars. Uh, got a got a bunch of customers on the East Coast out there in New New York, New Jersey, etc. Uh, I think he's actually done some tuning and stuff for Greg and me, who uh, who uh, Abe and I recorded with at uh, Summit Point also. And Greg's been on the show a bunch of times. But um, so I got this part back, uh, and now I'm starting to finally put it together because my April's been kind of crazy. I haven't had any time to work on the car, but. Um, I have to build a mount for the cam position sensor, the crank sensor, and then it's like fluids. Uh, put a base map in it and see if it starts. So we're almost there. Uh, and there's little stuff like put the fan in and stuff like that if I get to it. But um, yeah. I'm kind of down to I'm I'm down to like a, a wants versus needs. Um, so in two weeks, I'm signed up for a car show in Chicago at Navy Pier. I'm going to be in. Uh, in in Weckfest uh, in Navy Pier, uh, Gridlife has a booth, and Katil and I are going to be kind of flanking the booth, I think. But uh, so is your so goal to drive the car on the trailer? My, for? Yeah, my goal is to drive it to the event, like to Ooh, like fancy. have it street registered and drive it there. But uh, if it's not done, I'll just throw it in the trailer and bring it there. But I really don't want to deal with parking in Chicago with the trailer if I don't have to. So my goal is to drive it to the. I mean, it's only like ten miles north of me, but like, mm -hmm. there's no parking. There's no parking around Navy Pier. So, um, Hell yeah. yeah, my go my goal is to just wheel it straight up Lakeshore Drive and and get there. But I've talked That'll to, uh, yeah, I've talked to my tuner buddy. So if everything goes well, um, hopefully next week. Like the big the big things are the sensor mounts, uh, and then. I have to finish the exhaust, which is like one night with me and Tall Kyle doing some uh, some TIG welding work. You um, also need to order some yeah. SM7s. I do need to order some Hoosiers, but I probably won't. I'll probably be on uh, 200 treadwares. <laughs> so. Oh my God! You're not gonna have any <laughs> one way fun or the other, those baby. Crappy street tires. Oh man, I'm gonna try. I've got uh, I've got a couple different sets of them right now. So. Hit, hit up a Spec Miata guy or something. Get some SM7s for for nothing. They'll uh, be faster than those tires. Man, personally, just getting to the track and having it race ready—that's like job one. Yeah, I don't that really was that's how right I now. that's how I felt too until yeah. until yeah. I I, was I literally don't care about while I was driving. If if it runs and it's safe and like and it's like drivable, like all the all the boxes are checked, like everything's fine. Yeah. You're gonna win the <laughs> I, I, you're gonna win I, the car show at the paddock, especially on those white. I, wheels. I literally don't care. I don't care what it does uh, as yeah. long as it's there. So. Man, yeah, I'm, there's there's I'm a lot so of little excited. jobs I want to do, but uh, hopefully well, it's there. So one thing I will is there any way that next year we can make the Mid Ohio event a three day event? Yeah, that was not long enough. No, you didn't think so? No, it wasn't. Well, especially because I spent just as long towing as I was there. But yeah, that's that's a long tow for two days. Yeah, it went by so fast. I'm really looking forward to Midwest, you know, because that's basically like Wednesday, Thursday. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, you know, like it's kind of turning into almost a whole week. Well, really. it's it's uh it's actually Thursday noon we go hot, and then yeah. we are hot until Sunday at five thirty p.m. 
So it's Thursday, Friday, yeah. Saturday. But I'll get Sunday. there Wednesday night. Yeah. So that's, you know, I'm counting by how many nights I get to drink with my friends. <laughs> GLTC will be on Friday night, Saturday, Sunday. And then if you're instructing and stuff, you'll have uh, you'll have hot track on Thursday, Friday, uh, and then small hot track for instructors on Saturday and a bunch on Sunday. Yeah, but, yeah uh, so that's good. So if you're thinking about racing and you're listening – you know, you don't have to take off a bunch of work to race. I'm just no. It'll I just be Friday night, Saturday, Sunday. I'm just stoked to be able to have more days to hang out with the, my buddies. Yeah. Um, There's definitely we, more party nights at Midwest than any other. We event. just I just finalized uh, my camper rental, so me and Alex are gonna get a shag palace um, of our own. Yeah. We got like a 30 foot camper just for me and her and, and the dog. You literally got a thirty foot camper for you and your or wife. Twenty eight foot camper <laughs> or something like that. Yeah, that sounds like it was fun. Kinda, I mean, they were all the same price. I think that the smaller campers are basically the same price as the bigger campers because people can tow smaller campers with smaller vehicles. It's like the same amount of work too to bring it out. So. Yeah, exactly. And it's kind of yeah. a funny story. So, I you know I sent a couple messages to some people you know because we need one that allows dogs. Um, you know, right. we need we, we need one that will deliver, and you know, all, all most all of them will deliver, but some of them are like three hundred dollar delivery fee or something, you know, because we're doing the yeah. it's basically like Airbnb but for campers, and they'll deliver to the track, set it up, then they pick it up and drain the tanks and everything. Well, I found one that was good, and I sent him an email, and he was like, "Hey, w- you know, are you are you putting this thing in general camping or in the paddock?" And I was like. What does this guy know about the racetrack? So I called him. So he's been there before. (laughs) He's in the know. So I I called him, and this was like, this one was like a giant, it was expensive. It was like a huge 44-foot toy hauler. And I called him, and he was like, look, I'm going to be there that weekend because I help run control there, a guy named Jason. And Oh, yeah, yeah, I know who that guy is. Yeah, and he was like, I'll be in it, so I can't rent it. But I'm buying another one in two weeks. That's not as nice. That's cheaper for you to rent. Um, but I I got you. Like if you want that one, it's yours. I was like, yeah, yeah, let's do that. So like, what are the odds that, you know, I you know randomly email a guy off a website? This ad was like a year old, and it's somebody that was yeah. already going and that was planning to get another trailer. So yeah, so me and Alex That's have bizarre. a camper for the weekend. You know, he's gonna, you know, set it up and fill the tanks, and then at the end. And because Ed Ed got a, a big camper too for like Eric and and all all the the normal instructor crew buddies, um, but yeah, the normal party buddies. The wife's uh, the wife's demand for for us going is that we have our own place. So I had to so make that where, happen. Where did you find this? Uh, where did you find this rental? RVshare.com. RVshare. Yeah, I've been thinking about like. Long term, I'm thinking like, man, I could buy like a newer RV and I could do that RV share thing. But like, I I don't need another job. That's the only, <laughs> like I don't need more to do. Well, your your problem yeah. is that you're always in your RV. So what time would you have to rent it? No, I need yeah, I need another RV. I need two. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well then, and then yeah. you could do that. Yeah, that'd be dumb though. But I don't no, live man. near enough to like a desirable state park to where there would be like a repeat customer or like a racetrack or something like that you know but uh it is tempting though there's they're they're getting like decent money for those things for the weekends but yeah what you um, should do is get a couple turo cars start making some yeah extra i know cash. We, we, uh, 
Once we get uh, Austin and Abe on the show, we're going to talk to you about Turo cars. You've uh, you've bought uh, two Turo cars now, and you did you did you say the other day that you want to get two more this weekend? Um. Well, so I got the two, and then of of course I'm like I'm financing them. You know, I don't have cash for these cars, um, but they're right. they're already making me money. I bought a Civic 2016 Civic, and then I bought a 2017 Corolla. And yeah. they both each made me like between 200 and 300 after I pay all insurance and all notes and everything like that uh, last month, you know, April. And, and it, wasn't one e- month. it wasn't even a full month. Like I didn't even start the, the Corolla at the beginning. I, I've only had that Corolla for three days and it rented out and it's been rented since. So the guys had it for, it'll be three, we- three weeks next Wednesday. He's had it. The same dude? Same guy, yeah. He moved here, and I think he wanted a new car, and he ordered it. So he's just using mine while he's waiting for his new car to come in. That's bizarre. Yeah, yes. and uh, all kind of reasons people rent them. Like one guy, ha- he he drives an i3, like electric BMW that doesn't have any right. gas motor. And anytime he needs a long trip, he said he just turos something. Weird. Yeah. yeah. So basically, they're doing really great, and I want more. Um, but I don't want to keep financing under my personal credit. Um, so I've established an LLC and then got business. <laughs> I got business bank accounts. And so now yeah. I'm going to start getting more cars under the business name. Where, how many cars can you park at your apartment complex? A lot. I could park a lot. <laughs> a lot. Like, and nobody knows? I uh, like. 10, 10 would be really easy. Um, 10 would be easy. <laughs> 10 would be easy. <laughs> so nuts. I love it. Yeah. yeah. Hey, more power to you, man. You got an and empire. Hopefully I you have can, an empire. I can add more garages, too, to my lease or add more carports. You know, there's like a bunch of yeah. empty carports and a bunch of in- empty garages. And each garage well, has two, two spaces behind it. So I could and theoretically, like, yeah, theoretically, you don't have like any of the cars there at any given time. Like, you got a couple of them, maybe. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah exactly. It would oh, be really man. bad if everything is going well. If things are going yeah. right. Yeah. Exactly. You know, I think, man. I think I can. I mean, I might. I'll probably just start getting attention from traffic from someone. You right. know, once I get ten. Um, but we're just gonna send it and then see what happens. You know. Yeah. See where uh, it goes, man. But the, I mean, the ultimate goal. For me, is I want to get enough to support a lot or a lease on a space or someplace because in Texas, to get a dealer's license, you have to have a location and a sign up and someone right. to answer the phone. And I want to get a dealer's license so I can start buying cars from auction because that's too why I started my LLC is with you know everything from Turo running through the LLC, I'll have history. And like apparently the way businesses work is like with enough history you can just get these giant unsecured loans from banks and they're called credit lines something there you know oh yeah so yeah. you know I'm, I want to <laughs> the I wanna, American dream man <laughs> yeah I want to I want to work towards that and then my plan is to have a lease in a space get my dealer's license and then as these cars get old and age out of Turo I'm gonna sell them as right. like buy here pay here a uh, lot cars oh man. But they'll they'll have already paid for themselves. So like my buy here pay here cards are now free to me. I don't even have to have anything into them because they've already paid for themselves, renting themselves out. You know. 
Yeah, theoretically, yeah. If you rent it for four or five years, yeah. Exactly. So it's I, so it's it's so crazy. I'm I'm glad it's working though. That's rad. It, I'm having a blast. It's way more fun than my day job. And yeah, and and that's yeah, pretty rewarding like job too. But I get to this is more fun. I like it a lot. So so but, but yeah, but, but back. But, to, go ahead. We're, we're stumbling over each other. I was gonna say like your original question was. Now I just got like my debit card and all that stuff for my bank account. Um, so I'm going to attempt, we'll see how it goes. I'm going to attempt to buy two or three cars from the same dealer at the same time under my LLC <laughs> and gain and yeah. with myself as a guarantor. So like they won't let right. you buy, they won't let you buy right off your business right away with it. So f- new, you know, no history, but what they're, right. they're supposedly do is you can use your personal credit as a guarantor. And there's a couple banks that don't report unless you miss payments. So, like, I could have 10 cars financed under my LLC, and as long as I use the right banks, nothing will show up on my personal credit report. (laughs) It seems so shady. I love it. So that's that's my Uh, plan. uh, Uh, But I'm going to try and buy, like, three more Toyotas. I I want probably, like, two Yaris and another Corolla. Um, Yeah. And that will make a fleet of five economy cars. And then we'll, I'll ride those for a little bit if I can get them. And then next I might get something fun like a Mustang or something like that, BMW. Right, right. But after I yeah, get. Yeah, but you, you got to have those money makers that all you have to do is change the oil every two months. That's all you got to do. Exactly, That'd be exactly. Nice. And right. I'm still not even, like, still won't even go super high end. Like, I'm talking maybe something like a Camaro or a Mustang or three series yeah, you know yeah. something nothing crazy i want to do some nice some that, cars uh, yeah some that depreciates but still fun a couple of years later yeah i want to do some some nice cars eventually like a boxster maybe a hellcat a gtr those will probably do pretty good um but yeah i want to have you know my bread and butter be the economy cars that way for a bad month with the expensive cars they can pay for themselves you know yeah, it seems like you're in the right market for it, though. I mean, how, how close to the airport too. are you? Well, everyone yeah. says, so that's everyone's first question, and that was what I thought would be a big deal, too. But I've only had two, you know, I've had like eight or nine rentals now. I've only two has been have been airport people. Like, right. It is local people a lot, too. Like, I get a lot of business because I'm the only one really way out on the west side, close to some other really heavily populated parts of Austin. So I'm about makes some sense, yeah. I'm about yeah. 40, 40 minutes from the airport, um, but I charge you know sixty bucks to deliver to the airport. So maybe people aren't using me for airport deliveries as much because I charge for delivery. That's the only way I can make it make sense time wise. Yeah, but you're the only game in town on the west side. Yeah, yeah. There's not as much over here. Um, Interesting. Yeah, I've, I've I've thought about it. I just uh, I haven't had the time to think about it now because I'm into event season. I thought about it in January. Yeah. Like I thought, oh, that could be, that's interesting. You and know? you don't have but, to do it uh, like me. Like, you don't have the time to try and make this into a business. But. Not not right now. No, not right now. But you can fix anything. And so, like, if you found a deal, and it, as long as it has under 130,000 miles, you can rent it out. So, if you find a deal right. on, say, a Civic that, uh, you know, has a bad head gasket or something for 300 bucks, but it's like a 2009, you know. You right. c- or right. 2012, you could get that, fix it, and throw it up on there. No delivery, just keep it at your house. 
$25 a day and it'll just make you money. People will just come get it and then you use it and bring it <laughs> That's back. true. No, it is tempting. It, there's a lot of aspects about it that are like, well, I could uh, I could see how that could be cool. If you got 10 of those things, you're making decent money, you know? Yeah, you know, but it, two or three is like basically free money. I'm sure, you know, I can see when you get 10 or 12, you know, that's going to be at least a 10 or 15 hour week commitment between keeping them clean. Yeah, yeah. But it's like an that. easy it's an easy paycheck then. Yeah, yeah, and you still have, you know, right now with my day job, there's no way that I can make money and not be treating a patient, you know. Unless yeah. my body's there, I'm not earning anything. So that, you know, no, limits, know. limitates know. you. And you know, I got no, I, I got to have stickers every Grid Life Cup race, you know, every weekend I mean, so That's you know, we true. Make, you got to have the new hoes, baby. Yep. <laughs> What are you gonna do with all them uh, with all them five heat cycle tires? What are you gonna do with those? I'm gonna try and cast sell them. them off. Yeah, I'm trying yes. to sell them. Sell Man, them to I, I, I really want to make Grid Life Cup a 200 treadwear class. It sounds so much cheaper. <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't. I think that's a terrible idea. I do. Yeah, I think I think buying new tires is crazy. But. I don't know. We argue about this in the group chats all the time. Then we would we still then we would still buy new two hundred Trevor tires. Like if you made the rule that I would still be on new RE seventy one Rs every single weekend. Yeah, but they're the same until they're dead. That's the problem. They're they're not though. They're still a little bit better the first part. Nah, they're really not. They're yeah, really they, not. they are though. <laughs> they're, they're a little bit better. It's fine. All right. Well, they I don't, don't make any rules changes. No worry. I won't I won't change the rules until next year. No big changes. No we're gonna have rules stability. Yeah, but so. there I mean our philosophy, though, the reason that we have open tires uh, is because it allows people to just show up and run. You know, you go yeah, only 200 yeah. tri-wear and then you're alienating people. One one thing I would like yep. to do is no no H2Os, no no fancy rains. I would like to do 300 tri-wear yeah, rains or 200 yeah, we, rains. Yeah, uh, we, we've currently got the BF Goodrich, what, our no, – no, the uh, – the Hoosier R Hoosier A seven and the H two O, but the BF Goodrich R one S is allowed. Um, and people have questioned me about that, but it's it's been more data based than anything. It seems like the only the only place that the R one S is way is like appreciably faster is in the higher horsepower stuff. From all the data that, data that we've seen, Cattil ran both, and a bunch of a, a bunch of other cars like in this bracket ran them both, but. Well, we um, had we had you know direct comparison. It was a light car, but Leakty, um, Aaron in the winning formula Mazda yeah. uh, Miata, he ran the first couple races ran the R1s's in a in a two o five. He ran it in a I think I so. Remember. I think a two o five, and he was a hundred. You know, he was light, and then for the later in the weekend, he ballasted up to a two twenty five R R seven. And he went just as fast on the R7 with more weight. Um, yep. So 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 that formula is sort of in line. And I think a lot of the rules, like overall, a lot of the parity rules and stuff, like we were in the ballpark. We weren't way off. But. Yeah, yeah. I think our parity is good, but I don't want to get away from the the thing that it's pretty obvious that in the smaller t- tire sizes, the R1s and R7 are close enough to not, you know, need to be outlawed. It's yeah, only yeah. the a- the A7. Yeah that it's just so good the first lap, you know. Uh-huh. That's the problem. But yeah. yeah, the uh the A7 is and it's also it, it's a tire that wears so much faster too. So 
Yeah. Uh, you know, you can push R7s for two weekends for sure. Yeah. For most of these cars, you can get 10, 12 heat cycles out of those things. But Man, Derek, I don't know how you stay up to 11. All of a sudden, like, I hit a wall. It's 11.15. But, but I've also been... I've been on the road. Yeah, I'm getting big yawny all of a sudden. I've been on the road for three weekends of this month. I've been home as many days as I've been gone, and uh, I just haven't I haven't caught up with myself. Like, well, part of the reason a, why it's I, been a long one. I can stay up late is I don't usually get up till ten or nine thirty. So that sounds beautiful. Yeah, it's you pretty, and the dog just nice. hanging out. Oh yeah, we just we cuddle in the morning. Me and the pup. Emma's gonna get me up in five hours, and then I'm gonna have to go slave away, man. It's gonna be. It's well, gonna we'll be, uh, it's gonna be a day. We'll have a kid probably in three or four years, or five years, or six years, something like that, and then I'll be in the same boat. We can finish yeah, up. Every, I need to tell my everything story. will be all messed up. Yeah. I need to tell my story of on the way home. So yeah, that we'll end the show with that. Like, yeah. so you started driving away from Mid Ohio, and you're everything's hunky dory. Like, where did it all go wrong? Well, on the way, on the way there. uh I was getting some vibrations over 70 and you know I it, it seemed weird um but I looked over the trailer I remember you saying that now yeah, yeah. the trailer yep. was fine like no wheels were hot the tires looked fine everything looked fine um and and so we just kept going I kept checking at every stop it was fine but some vibration you know um I yeah. thought that I, I th thought I think some super smart guy told you that it was probably trailer tires you told me it was probably trailer tires, and I thought that it was something to do with my truck, um, but whatever. So you were right, turns out. Well, you know, we make it to mid-Ohio fine, run all weekend. We head out on the way home, and the shaking is is worse now. Um, yeah. I, I stop in Columbus to eat with Eric and Ed and Tomo and the gang, and I look at my trailer, and one one tire was completely worn on one side it wasn't worn evenly evenly and it wasn't blown out but it was like it was flat spotted somehow or something uh just That's on so just on one side it was so weird uh so i took it off put the spare on and the, the trailer was much better uh on the way home kept going i got to just out of just outside of nashville i think and I stopped at a rest stop. I slept in the truck. And I thought it w I wouldn't sleep good in my truck, but I fit perfectly in the back seat of that thing. And it is super comfy. That's so, pretty rad. You got a little RV right there. Yeah, it makes me feel real good about the rest of the long toes I'm going to have to do uh, this year because it really was no big deal. Like, I slept solid six hours like a baby and woke up super refreshed. And I, you know, get up, start going. And I'm, it was about 4.30 p.m. I'm in, uh, I stopped in Little Rock, Arkansas to gas up. And the trailer was fine at the last fuel stop, but I really stretched this one. You know, I went like 200 miles, 250 miles, which is about what my truck will do towing yeah. right now um, on a tank of fuel. And I stopped and I smelled the worst burning I've ever smelled. I go to the back of the trailer and you know both both passenger no driver side both driver side uh trailer tires the center caps were blown out of both of them and then you can look you could see the axle nut just sitting on the center cap of the rim it's so weird 
Yeah, so it had completely blew out both, uh, both bearings on that side of the trailer, and I didn't even like even feel it in the truck. It was fine. Right. And uh, and so here so I am. So literally, the bearings are dead, and the, so like the hubs are like starting to weld themselves to the axle stubs. Yes, exactly. And yeah. you know, here I am in Little Rock a place where everything, uh, I think it was four o'clock, a place where everything closes at five. Right. Um, yeah. So I'm at a truck stop. I back the trailer up into a parking spot, drop the trailer and I start calling every trailer shop I can and start hauling ass. And, um, I finally find one that, cause you know, I call you, I talk to you and I'm just like, well, best case scenario, I just need to throw new bearings on. And I can get back on the road. Well, I find bearings at a trailer shop. I, I get there five minutes after close, or I'm about, uh, like, I'm projected to get there five minutes after close. So I call, and I'm like, hey, can y'all stay open for five minutes? Blah, blah, and they're, you know, it's a, like, country trailer shop. They're like, oh, honey, it'll be fine. Just come on. We'll be here. And so I come. I buy two new sets of bearings. I go back, and I start to attempt to replace it. Uh, and then when I, when I get it apart, I figure out that both – well, there are two axles. One, one bearing came off, and the other bearing was welded to the axle. And then the other, yeah. the other side, the the end nut, the castle nut at the end, had welded itself to the axle, and both bearings it's, had yeah, welded itself to the axle. Fucking carnage! Carnage! <laughs> just fucking destroyed. Yeah. You know how do you how do you wreck an axle? Luckily, you also came up with. And I was like, "Oh my gosh, he's gonna have to buy new axles." And then you dis- and then you like discovered that these things are axle stubs that bolt on. Yeah, exactly. Like I started googling the problem like, before miracle I miracle even... of miracles. Yeah, exactly. Uh. It, it, it's kind of a catch twenty two. Well, it's not catch twenty two, but it they're fancy axles that no one had parts for in that town. Was the only fucking problem um, was I couldn't get these axle stubs anywhere. Uh, turns right. out to be the problem yeah. well i don't know that at the time right so it at, now it's like 11 o'clock at night i'm fighting with this thing i'm trying to get at least one wheel on so i can keep going and uh i figure out that i can unbolt the axle stubs i'm like okay so unbolt the axle stubs and i'm i'm like okay well i'll just i'll just buy new axle stubs i'll sleep here bomb and you know i'm trying to make it make it to work you know tuesday but that didn't happen but I'm like, I'll just buy new axle stubs in the morning, and then we'll, we'll be on our way. Right. And so I take a shower at the Loves, my first ever truck stop shower. Truck stop bathrooms are surprisingly really nice. It's like 12 yeah. bucks. Took that's a what I hear. That's yeah. what I hear. Took a shower. Yeah, Cohen and uh, Matt DeRue showered at a truck stop on the way back from Florida. They loved it. <laughs> Dude, it was a, I mean, I'm never going to hesitate. Now, like, on the rest of these long toes, I have to do this. This year, I'm going to be like, oh, well, we'll stop at the Loves. I'll get me a shower halfway through the trip. No big deal. Yeah, man. Won't, won't get there with crab butt. All right. So <laughs> I wake God. up. Listen, listen. I wake up. Uh, get that Texas you know, angry ass. <laughs> dude, I wake up. It's like, you know, as soon as the places are open, I'm there at the front door. The same trailer shop that I bought the bearings from. Uh, like, right. hey, I need these axle stubs. I'm holding this carnage axle stub in my hand that unbolts off these torsion axles. Yeah, it it, it looks like some sort of like melted vegetable. Oh, dude, <laughs> it's it all was, yeah, dead. It's terrible. And they're like, we we've never seen that before. We don't have that. I'll give you, you know, 
and it, it's like small town where everyone has these books with numbers of everything, you know? Um, so right, it's like, oh, right. well, PJ's down the road or, you know, Superior or Scorpion trailer, you know, all these trailer shops. I call eight places. I call places in, you know, in the next big town over. No one has these. The only people that can get them are th- would be it would be me ordering them online and next staying them would be the only way to get yeah. them. So here right. I am with a trailer that has two the whole the whole driver's side does not work anymore. No wheels can go on. <laughs> Nothing works. Nothing works. So I start well, I knew that this trailer had this, um, but I wasn't really sure like how it worked. But my buddy this is a borrowed trailer, by the way. My buddy said, Well, when I ordered this trailer I got the um, the fancy spare tire package that's supposed to have a hub on it, and he's not very mechanical inclined, so he doesn't know like what that means or whatever. He's just like, I just checked the box and I ordered it. It's like, all right. So I look, yeah. and the spare tire is it's mounted on a completely spare like brakeless hub, like it's just right. it's the whole spindle and everything. So you unbolt it off the the spare tire carrier with the castle nut on the back, just like the um, axle spindles. And then it just freaking brilliant, really. Yeah, it's yeah, really it's awesome. freaking brilliant. And so the whole thing just just bolts right on, and and right. that's what I ended up doing was I just got angrily threw away all those shitty parts in the trash can at the loves, and yep, I pulled off that spare tire hub and I put it on the left rear wheel, um, and when I had a a bad trailer tire, I had a bad trailer tire right before the trip. And I had upgraded that one tire to the next range up. I think it was like uh, E range. D- is that the E yeah, is better like than E D, versus right? D or D yeah. versus C or something? They're like that, the yeah. same tire as the other three, but this one is E rated. Same size, same yeah, yeah. and everything. Yeah. Um, a little so bit I, heavier weight ready. Yeah. So I go, well, I go to jack the trailer up, and I'm having to put the whole trailer on jack stands because I'm moving the wheels around and the and the car is on the car is actually hold on a sec i'm having to move the the car is on the trailer obviously the whole time right and i go to i go to switch the tires because the that one good tire the new heavy duty tire was actually on the other side the good side that still had two good wheels on it yeah and i was moving it around and my jack stands buckled. <laughs> I don't know if I told you all Comedy about this. Comedy errors. Yeah. So my, my jack yeah, stands yeah, buckled. This. My jack stands buckled and the whole, and I was parked up against the curb. And so the, the whole trailer rolled up onto the curb. I mean, it didn't damage anything. It was fine. It just was sitting in a place now that was super weird for me to like get it high enough to get it off the curb. Right. And, so like I would have been on the road way sooner, but I had to deal with that. Luckily, I had a bottle jack in my truck, um, so I used a bottle jack to get it high enough. I finally, got the wheels switched around. It sounds like such hell, dude. It was, man, it was frustrating. I kept my cool the whole the whole way through though. Um, well, you had that sweet love shower, and your and your ass wasn't cranky. So dude, I was, was good, I was feeling fresh. That's for sure. Yeah, man. When you when you're looking, smelling, feeling like a million bucks, you are a million bucks. <laughs> and, you know, and I was at a truck stop, so I had access to like really crappy but very delicious pizza when you're super hungry. Absolutely. The- you know, you got you got that freaking dollar ninety nine steak. Everything is sick. 
Yeah, it was fantastic. <laughs> but, you know, after I got the, the trailer off the curb and everything, I just started going with three wheels. So here I am. Yeah, I've this got is the first time I've... So these are torsion axles. They're not like uh, actually like shackle sprung axles. It's a torsion beam axle. Yeah. So I, you can like, you can sort of do this. I have no idea about trailers or how they work or anything like that. I, I learn things right. about mechanical stuff as I have, you know, have to work on them. So now I know everything about these kind of axles. But when you look yeah. at them, they're a long tube that go ac- across a trailer. And then yep. there's a little arm that goes off of the tube. And then it, it it's a probably like a foot long. Or a yeah, foot and a half basically, long. basically and that arm acts on a lever on like it's it's the lever joint the lever that is like it's connected to a thing that's sprung. Yeah, it's it's supposed to. I it's think a, it's, like, it's a torsion bar, and so you're bending it, you're bending a long bar every time you hit the bu- hit a bump and stuff. But. I there's like rubber and it's it's jointed though. I think there's like yeah. it mounts onto rubber yeah. or something like that. So it's not like a sway bar where everything that bends is the bar. Um, no, well, but it sort of is. It sort of is. So. I, yeah. Well, anyway, yeah. Uh, it it works out really nice though because if there's no wheel on one side, then nothing hangs down. No, it, yeah, it doesn't droop six inches like a regular spring shackle uh, yeah. old school axle. So you know, if so you were, so you actually could do this and you wouldn't just wear out the other tire like in an average situation. Yeah. <laughs> so. yeah. I mean, if worse comes to worse, 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 you could pull both uh tires yeah. off one side you know and run just one axle because i mean it's like 3500 pound axles i'm hauling you know hauling a 2300 pound car with a 1200 pound yeah trailer, you're so. like border you'd be borderline pushing that but, be borderline but pushing quite. it so. um but that you know so we we just went right and then man so little rock arkansas to austin texas going 55 miles an hour because i just went 55 to be safe you know it's like if anything else happens i don't have i'm out of spare tires i'm out of spare hubs <laughs> you know yeah. we're in and, back and if you have a tire blow you'd rather have a blow at, six, at 55 versus 75 and exactly yeah. exactly yeah. um so that's what i did and we got home fine i mean every time i stopped for fuel that one side was warm um right but it, it it towed fine. It rolled fine down the road. And <laughs> it's uh, and it's six hundred miles. <laughs> yeah, so crazy. At fifty five. At fifty five. Um, uh, half of the trip with three trailer tires. It was rough, man. It was rough. And yeah. You know, it's, before that trip, I thought to myself, you know, because I, I had a brake me- mess up and I had to fix that brake before the trip, and then I was, and that's why I had to replace the tire because the brake locked up on it, and then the tire got flat spotted. And I thought to myself, yeah. well, this looks pretty easy, you know, as I'm replacing the brake to replace these bearings. I always hear people talk about their trailer bearings. Maybe I should replace the other three. And, and you know, I just run out of time with getting the car ready and everything. So, man, if you, right. whoever out there, if you're going on a long tow, just go ahead and repack your, your trailer bearings and put new bearings well, in them. And, and at least you knew how it worked. Because otherwise, like, what do you do? You just leave your setup with somebody and drive back and you pay them $1,000 to fix it and stuff, you know, like... That could have gotten real expensive and real time consuming, you know. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, like if you were somebody that didn't know how to work on stuff, man, that'd be tough. Yeah, I think it was on on a show beforehand where we were talking about it, and and uh, and and I think Abe or I made fun of you for like paying somebody to put a clutch and a header in your car, but then you were repacking your own brakes and stuff on your trailer. 
And you were like, I don't, I don't really care about the car. Like, that's not getting me home. I got to know how to fix this thing. <laughs> yeah, and that's and, the, tr- the truth, you know? Yeah, and it proved true. Like, you didn't have the fear of, like, I have no idea how this works. Like, you just knew how it worked. And, like, all the only problem is, like, finding shit. So I'm, I'm in. Um, I, I, you know, if there's a good shop that's fast and decently priced, I'll use them right, for shit. Right. But that's hard to find for trailers and trucks and stuff like well, that. Well, sometimes at 5 p.m. in Arkansas, like, you are the good shop. You can't yeah, find that Yeah, that's guy. true. Yeah. And to be fair, I mean, if you if you can't watch YouTube and figure out how to take a tr- these trailers apart, they're so easy to take apart. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty simple. You know, it's a nut it's, and a cotter pin and some grease. Yeah, it wasn't. Yeah. You know, the it, especially if everything comes apart like it's supposed to. When it's all welded together, um, hope you have yeah. a mall- I hope you have a big mallet with you. That's all I say to get that yeah. stuff apart. And well, it, I'm, I'm uh, I hope you replace everything. And I'm glad you made it home, buddy. Yeah, I made it home, and then I ordered entire new left side. So everything, and I just put it on last night. Um, I good, put it on good. because I've got to take the car in for the motor next week. So, I you know, new hubs, new sp- axle spindles, new brake assemblies. The old brake assemblies were probably fine, but I just replaced new everything, that whole side. How soon can they get your, uh, your, your motor done in your car? He said two days. Two days? That's what he said. He said two days. <laughs> so That's what he fast. Said. Whenever I, whenever I dropped it off for the clutch, I dropped it off Monday at lunch, and he called yeah. me. The, he called me the next day at eleven. I hadn't even got to my yeah. first patient yet, and he was already done. Because he yeah. he mainly works on just these kind. Of, I think he tunes everything. So like he'll tune Porsches and and Audis and all that stuff. Tunes BRZs. But as far as like getting the wrenches on them, he mostly sticks with these cars. And yeah. he he's just dialed, just can do him really fast. And that's uh, Dynotronics in New Braunfels. Um, he's real known, real on the uh, big on the MX5 forums. People ship him cars from from all over because he does these really? motors for so much cheaper than anyone else can. Well, you got the right dude. But. It's just like a good cage shop. Like you'll find a cage shop that's a lot cheaper than a lot of other cage shops and are good. Because they only do cages and they do them fast and they figured out how to do them yeah. fast so they can charge yeah, less. Yeah, they do them on four different chassis. They know exactly what they're doing. Yeah. Yeah. Now that's uh, that's sort of the way. Like if you if you could dial into one chassis, one swap, one one project at a time, like it's it's just easier if you've done it a bunch of times. But yeah, you can charge less because you're using less of your time, so you can make more money. Yeah. And that's um, how you get all the jobs. And yeah. then you get all. The, it's like a vicious circle. Uh, or you yeah. can be, or you can be the shop that can do every single thing perfect, but takes longer, and then charge more. And then some people like those shops well, too, you know. There's a market for that too. But. Yeah. Well, well I right. uh, we'll, that's a we'll, show. Hopefully next, hopefully we'll talk next week, and uh, and you'll know how fast your car is now. Yes, hopefully. Yeah. Um, yeah, we're 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 planning on doing a call-in show next week. I think early next week, whenever Abe gets back from Mid Ohio IMSA, uh, if Austin's available, et cetera, we'll we'll have uh, a call-in show talking about Mid Ohio, maybe talking about Summit Point. Um, yeah, but, we definitely uh, yeah, need we, to get some people on and have a call-in we, show. That'll we, be fun. We need to do like a two and a half hour long one with the calls and everything. It's been the craziest month of my life, man. I don't even know what way is it up right now, but. 
it's, hey. uh, it's been a really well, good month though like three really good events uh rv ran good for like five thousand miles i'm now i'm working on my car again i'm still married my wife and i are happy she doesn't want to kill me everything's rad i'm good like i'm in i'm in heaven right now good start to the summer yeah you, you'll have yeah, your, hopefully have your car ready for gingerman i mean everything is going good oh wait yeah, che- check this out before i go uh so when, when, whenever i pick my car up with the new motor he uploads a, right. a, a base map and you know we're doing cams and everything cams intake he uploads a base yeah. map to the car and then i just bring it home and run it down the road and data log it so i never have to go to dyno or anything so he's he it, does he have a dyno he has one but of course it will cost me more money if i want that to happen okay you know, so you I can wanna, just you can just data log it send it to him we make some changes and he sends it back yep even with yeah even <laughs> <laughs> even with all that, so I never even have to like pay for Dino time or a three hundred dollar tune or anything. Hey, whatever. If it works, it works, man. The only problem is when I, at Gingerman, I need to get on a Dino because I'm not gonna know how much power. Well, my, we'll, my we'll car have has. the Dino there. It'll it'll be pretty reasonable. Re- reasonably, pr- it's too late. I can't talk. It be, it will be reasonably priced. But uh, yeah. Dino yeah, Wars. I'm, uh, I'm I'm getting uh, I'm getting sleepy. We will talk about Gingerman next time. So, yeah, let's do it. Uh, Call and show. All right, Slip Angle. Yeah, it's, See it's, you guys later. What time is it? It's almost midnight here, dude. We did like a long show. Uh, I have an hour and 16 minutes on the recorder. That's not too bad. Hour 16, 26. That's what I got right here. So. Yeah. All right. I, I had intended on doing 35 minutes, but it never works out that way. So. No, yeah. Like earlier, you said, no. I'm going to bake the, the pulley and – We'll just do thirty minutes now. We can't do that, you know. Once we get yeah. to chat, well, here I, we go. I, I did get the I did get the baked crank pulley installed on the car, so had to, I put it in the in the oven for three hundred fifty degrees for forty minutes, and uh, and then it, then it went on a lot easier than it than it did before it was three hundred fifty degrees. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, That's assembly awesome. step one in process. But all right, man, we'll uh, we'll hit stop here, and uh, we'll talk to you guys later. All right, later, guys. Slip Angle was created by Austin Cabot and Adam Jubay, co-hosted by Derek Yarbrough and production by Abram Schmucker, who mixes all of our terrible audio. If you like the show, please rate us and review us on iTunes and come and find us in the Pit Sacred Live to say hello. Hello.